Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Good morning, Health Club for Moms. My name is Deb, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. And I just have a quick question. Is anything too hard for God? Is anything too hard for God? Guys, you might be going through some really, really hard times, and you might feel like there's no way out. You might be, you might be feeling trapped by financial hardship, in a bad marriage, Uh, not knowing what to do about your children that are acting up or getting into trouble. But guys, I'm here to tell you today, nothing is too hard for God. And we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to encourage each other today. So I'm super thankful to be here. And I want to start off today. I want you guys to, when as you come on, I want you to say hello and tell me, how can I pray for you today? Guys, we have a whole prayer team here at Help Club for Moms who love to pray for our moms. So go ahead and say hello and tell me how I can pray for you. But I'm going to start off this video by praying and inviting the Holy Spirit into this time. Jesus, thank you so much for this wonderful time. Thank you for technology. Thank you for Facebook. Thank you, God, for our moms. Thank you for Help Club for Moms in our community. And Lord, thank you for the honor it is to help lead this ministry. And I just love it so much. Lord, I pray that you will bring the moms that need to come to this video today or the podcast, whichever one, uh, wherever they find us, either they'll watch us on uh, live or uh, watch the recording. Or the podcast, Lord, I pray that you will bring them and you who are outside of time can speak a word in season during this time. Uh, and Lord, I ask that you would do that. I ask that you would speak directly to these sweet mom's hearts exactly what they need to hear today, that I would not say anything that I shouldn't, that I would only say what you want me to say. Come Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Good morning, Nikki and Jennifer. And uh, okay. So Let's talk about this today. Is anything too hard for God? And guys, I'm just going to be honest with you guys today. I have been so tired and just overwhelmed. I've been really busy. Good morning, Allie. I've been really busy. Uh, If you've been around the Help Club for the past few weeks, you know that my kids went to Egypt about a month ago. And uh, we had our grandbabies who were three and one for two weeks. And it was crazy. And it, But it was so good for me as a leader of Help Club because it helps me remember how crazy your life is too, right? <laughs> and uh, that's the very best thing that I need as a leader here is to remember how hard it is to be a mom. I think every older woman needs to have some time with some grandkids or little kids to remember how hard you guys work. And so just starting off this video, I want you guys to know that God sees you and he's going to help you. And he sees how hard you work. So much of your work is lowly. It is, it goes unnoticed by people. It's not celebrated by the world. Guys, the world is not going to tell you, oh, uh, you're just doing a great job. And being a mom is the most important job on the face of the earth, even though it is right. But the world's not going to tell you that. But God, I want you to know God is so proud of you. And he sees you and he's with you. He's going to help you. And today's video is going to help you to to just know how to connect with God a little bit more. And I'm going to share some personal experiences from my life uh, to help uh, encourage you. Maybe you're going through something that I went through. So, and hello, Ruthie. 
and uh, Jennifer. And uh, okay, thank you guys for saying hi. Make sure that you guys give me a prayer request because we're going to pray at the end of the meeting. Now, before we go any further, I want to have, I have some announcements for you guys. Oh, and by the way, share this video with your friends because you never know who needs encouragement today. I know that whenever I had my grandkids for those two weeks, I was drowning and I was like, I just need some encouragement today. But I, you know, we have it at Help Club, which is awesome too. And so I was going to the devotional podcast because I didn't have time for my Bible study. And I was looking at the mom tips. I was scouring the books. And I was also looking at other people that I like to follow on Facebook too. There's so many great ministries out there. And so I just think that I needed that encouragement. And so maybe some of your friends might need some encouragement today too. So be sure to share the video with your friends. And if you're my friend on Facebook, please tag me in it. I like to be tagged. I like to, to see any activities that's happening on social media. It makes me really happy. Okay. So number one, remember guys, we have a devotional podcast. All of our devotions in our book. And right now we're going through the Wise Woman Grows book. Okay. This is our devotional pot, our, our devotional workbook that we are doing for the spring. And so every one of these devotions is on the podcast. Now, the mom tips, faithful ideas, um, kids content, that's not on the podcast, but we do put our devotions there. So if you're following along and you're having trouble getting to your book, you can always push play. We're on all the podcast providers. And so push play and you'll be able to find it. Okay. And good morning, Michelle. Oh, it's so good. Okay. All right. So then the next thing. Okay, guys, listen, 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 listen. I'm so excited. Our retreat is coming up June 11th, June 11th. Okay. I was thinking, is it the 10th or the 11th? It's the 11th. But remember, if you're an out of town guest, you get to come to a special dinner with me and my team. We're going to be praying for each other. We're going to be praying for the retreat. We're going to be worshiping, taking communion and, and just having an, a wonderful time together. So you're not going to want to miss out guys. It's only $65 to come to our retreat and the hotel we have just, we're, we're starting to get full. Okay. And uh, the hotel rooms are starting to get full and the retreat is starting to get full. Just so you know, if you want to come, I would highly suggest coming. And guys, I know plane tickets are expensive right now, but with God, all things are possible. And you can ask him to give you the plane ticket cheaper to make you notice a special. And then the hotel rooms are really cheap if you want your own room. And we only have like four left on Friday night. So they're really going fast. I'm telling you, our retreats fill up. They're very small. They're very intimate. They're not big retreats. They're intimate because we want you guys to feel fed, to feel encouraged by our team. And so um, the, the hotel rooms are a 109 if you want your own room. And then if you want to share with two other people, it's only $36. Okay. And we have hotel rooms for Friday and Saturday nights. All right. Okay. So next is... Uh, don't forget to print out your printables guys. We have got the most amazing printables and this week, cause we are going through Lent. And it, even if you're not, uh, if, even if you don't go to a liturgical church, like a Catherine Catholic church or a Lutheran church, it doesn't matter. You can still go through and learn more about Lent and all Lent is, is just preparing your heart for Easter Sunday. Okay. And it's not so much about giving things up as it is about getting more of God, right? You guys, you need to know this. God will give as much of himself to you as you want. He'll give you more of himself if you ask him. If you set aside a little bit of extra time during Lent, like what we're doing, we're reading through the 21 chapters of John. And I know that's a lot to read a whole chapter of the Bible, but 
God will help you do it and he will bless you for it. And there's 40 days of Lent and we're only reading through 21 chapters. And we did that on purpose so that you don't feel overwhelmed trying to read a chapter a day. You can take and you can play catch up during the week, but just praying and asking God to teach you more about Jesus. And we're also teaching your kids about Jesus. And so on pages uh, 116 and 117 of your book, This is a wonderful principle called Our Jesus is a Miracle Worker. And it's all about using um, this special thing that shows up. It's like ink or something that shows up. And it just shows a miracle. And you get to talk to your kids about miracles. But you can download all of our principles at myhelpclipformoms.com. And for free, and this is a gift. If you buy a book, our books are only, this one is like $13.99 on Amazon. Our books are really inexpensive. And so we give you a gift. If you buy our book, you can sign up and you can get your printables for free all in one place. So be sure to print them out and print out the color because it's really pretty. Okay, next. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for posting all those links. Okay, so then the, that's that's the last of the announcements. And so now we're going to go into the devotion time. Okay, and what I thought I would do, I have a little overview of what we're going to talk about today. And then I wanted to give you some personal examples, even some examples of how the Lord has helped me recently. But guys, nothing is, too, uh, nothing is impossible for God. And I want to start off with Jeremiah 32, verse 27. And it says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? And guys, I will tell you that. um, So if you've been following the Help Club the past few weeks, we had our grandkids. And then my kids got back from Egypt. They were really sick. And so I went over there uh, to, and then while my kids were gone, I got the stomach flu. My granddaughter got the stomach flu. My other granddaughter got the stomach flu. I was throwing up. My granddaughter was throwing up. I was so sick. And then I have this really dumb autoimmune disease that I get sometimes and it's mostly gone, but it just comes out sometimes when I'm exhausted or, you know, push myself too hard. And so then I got that. It's like lupus. It makes you super sick. I was so sick with that. I get a rash. looks like a sunburn. It's so stupid. I've been really praying for God to take it away for about 30 years now. And it's gotten so much better. I've been to the elders at my church and guys, I highly recommend going to the elders at your church if you're sick. And I'm still, you know, I'm telling you, it's so much better. I used to get super sick with it and I don't now. And so, I mean, God hasn't taken it totally away, but I know he will. I'm still standing in faith, just so you know. And if you have a chronic disease, I suggest, highly suggest going to the elders at your church and being prayed over. It's very humbling, especially at my church, because I go to a really big church with some pretty amazing elders. But I went and they prayed over me and it really helped. And so guys, go to God if you have a chronic illness or if you're having a hard time or if your marriage is in trouble or if you're, I mean, anything, go to the elders at your church and let them pray over you guys. Okay. It's instructed in the word that we're supposed to do that when we're sick. Okay. Then, so I got really sick and then I was, I went to my kid's house over there to take care of them before I went to Florida. And then I get on the plane to go to Florida, go to Florida, have a wonderful day. It's a three hour flight from my house one day. And we're just on the most beautiful beach in the world. You guys, Navarre Beach is amazing in Florida. It's beautiful. So we go there. And then my sweet daughter texts me and she's like, mom, sewer water just caved in through my ceiling in my bathroom. And then now we have asbestos in our in our house. Can you please come help us? And they bought me a plane ticket and I will do anything for my kids. And guys, this was just one of those times and God was like, you need to go help them. And so they came and lived with us for probably about eight days. It wasn't that long, but it was crazy. You know, my granddaughter was in between the whole uh, taking naps and not taking naps. And um, that's a crazy time for you guys that have preschoolers. 
I'm telling you, I remembered how hard that time is and it's, it's crazy time. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, but anyway, I was exhausted. And then I get on a plane to go to Dallas to go work with a team member. And then I got stranded in Dallas because I fly for free. <laughs> this is just, a, I'm trying to give you a quick synopsis, but I fly for free uh, because my friend worked for the airlines who's on my, on our team, Raylan Sanders. And she gave me her buddy pass, but I have to fly standby. Couldn't get a ticket the next day, had to wait another day to come back. And I had to get up at like four on the day to come back. And by the time I got home, I wanted to get home early to go to church. And I went to church, went out to lunch with my kids. And then I was exhausted. You guys, yesterday, I was so tired. But getting on the plane to go back from Florida to Colorado, I had to get on an early morning flight. I was exhausted. Getting on the plane to go back to Colorado after being in Dallas yesterday, I was exhausted. But do you know what God told me to do? He told me to speak scripture. And I'm telling you guys, speaking scripture is huge. And I got in the bathtub. I couldn't even open my eyes. I was so tired just after this whole month, just being so tired yesterday. And I was like, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. This morning when I woke up, I knew I needed to do the video. I needed to plan the video. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I kept saying it over and over and over. And I'm telling you guys, when you speak scripture, the devil can't mess with you and tell you, oh, you can't do this, or you're not going to make it through this, or your marriage is in trouble, or you're all the stuff that the enemy wants to tell you. When you are speaking scripture and you are asking God for help, there is nothing the enemy can do. There is nothing he can do. And there's nothing too hard for God. And the enemy cannot stop what God is doing in your life. Okay. The enemy cannot stop what God is doing in your life. And so I just wanted to share that with you that um, asking God for help and speaking scripture is huge. And I want to share something with you that I read the other day. And you know what, guys, I think that we do not remember that we have a calling on our life as a mom, right? You have a calling. This is a calling. And when you go to God and you ask for his help and you commit your home to him, you commit your children to him, right? I've done all that whenever my kids were growing up, but you are anointed guys. You are anointed by God for those kids. He's going to help you. But I want to read a story to you because I didn't realize uh, what this means to be anointed by God. Okay. And you are the perfect parent for your child. You, They are the perfect kids for you. Don't go comparing yourself with anyone else, okay? You need to remember that you are the perfect mom for your kids and that you are anointed to do this calling on your life, okay? So listen to this story. I was reading about the time when the Israelites were grumbling about not having meat. They were eating manna, and I was reading it in Numbers chapter 11, but I came across something, you guys, that I had not seen before, and I really was blown away, and that's what happens when you read the Bible. I was really blown away, and I want to share it with you. Okay, so listen to this. Okay, it starts in Numbers 11, starting in verse 4. Okay, so the rabble with them, I think that was just like these other people that were in the Israelite camp that kind of came with them from Egypt. This was interesting. I didn't know what the rabble was, but I looked it up. And it says the rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We have never seen anything but this manna. And you know, guys, I want to stop and talk about manna for just a second. So the manna in the Bible was the way that God fed the Israelites. And do you know what else? Those people 
not a single one of them died whenever they were eating that manna and not a single one of them died in the desert, except for the one. So hold on one second. There's a difference in this. And um, so whenever the people started grumbling, those people died. Okay. (laughs) But the other people did not die. Their sandals didn't wear out during this whole time, this whole 40 years there, uh, whenever they were, oh, I, I read this and I should have been more specific because now I just remembered that there were people that died because I read it in the story. But these are the people that God took out because they were grumbling. They were, maybe they were the rabble. I don't know, the, the people that came from Egypt. But anyway, so I just want to tell you guys that God gave them manna and this manna, we don't know what manna was, but guys, it's really perfect food. It's really good food. I mean, it was probably got, they probably got sick of it. Right. But the Bible says that their, their sandals didn't wear out and that they didn't die. Okay. And so there was something special about that manna, even though it probably tasted bland to them and it didn't taste, um, you know, as good as meat. So I just wanted to go there with you first to tell you that that manna was very special. And then it says the manna was like coriander seed and looked like resin. The people went around gathering it and then ground it in, in a hand mill or crushed it in mortar. They cooked it all in a pot and made it into cakes, and it tasted like something made with olive oil. When the dew settled on the camp at night, the manna also came down. Moses heard the people of every family wailing, each at the entrance to his tent. The Lord became exceedingly angry, and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, why have you, listen to this, so Moses was complaining to God, okay? Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? Why have I... What have I done to displease you that you would put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why did you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land you promised on oath to their forefathers? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you're going to treat me, put me to death right now. If I have found favor in your eyes and do not let me face my own ruin. The Lord said to Moses, this is the part I wanted to talk to you guys about. Bring me 70 of Israel's leaders, elders, who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand there with you. I will come down and speak with you there and I will take of the spirit that is on you and put the spirit on them. They will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone. I was really, really struck by the fact that Moses had all of the spirit inside of him, but God took part of it out of Moses to give to these 70 elders to help him, which was great. We need help. We, you know, it was good that Moses had help. It was good that he had those 70 elders helping him. But I started thinking Moses had everything that he needed inside of him to do the job God called him to do. And maybe had he not complained, he could have seen more miracles. And I know it's easy for us to look back on Bible, on the Bible, right? And see, oh, maybe if Moses had more faith, but that's not the point of what I'm talking about. Absolutely not, right? I just was making an observation that Moses had everything that he needed to lead those people. He had extra spirit of God's spirit, but he had to take some of it away to give it to the elders. Isn't that interesting? So I started thinking about that, like on my anointing to leave help club, right? To lead help club, your anointing as a mom, your anointing for what God called you to do. If you are in the workplace, your anointing, your spiritual anointing, your ministry anointing, whatever it is that you're doing, if you serve that anointing, God has given you an anointing to do what he's called you to do. If you don't know if you have an anointing, 
ask God. And you know, we're going to do that today. We're going to pray for God to ask. We're going to pray for God to give you an anointing for everything that uh, you've been called to do. So we'll do that at the end. Actually, right now, Lord, I pray for my sisters and my brothers, if any of them are watching, God, that you would give them a stronger anointing than they've ever known. God, more of your spirit on each of us, Lord, to do what you've called us to do. And God, that we would go forth in confidence to accomplish all that you have called us to do, Lord Jesus, and that we would not doubt, we would not complain, we would walk with you and know that nothing is too hard for God. In Jesus' name, amen. Then the other part of it I wanted to say, and uh, it actually brought it up again in verse 24, and it says, so, Mos so Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with him and took of the spirit that was on him and put the spirit on the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. And Moses was happy that all of those elders had the spirit on them. I mean, I love it because in verse uh, 29, uh, Moses said to Joshua, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. I think that's so great. I think it's awesome that Moses had help. I guess what I'm trying to focus on today is the fact that Moses had what he needed to accomplish what God called him to do. And you have what you needed. You need to call to accomplish what God has called you to do. Okay. You do, you have it inside of you and you have God to help you, right? You have God to help you. Hi, Kate. Glad you're here. Okay, so I want to go, give you some examples of in my life and how I have walked with God through different challenging seasons, and this might help you. I thought I would just share these with you. So if I were talking about just like even my health, I've been asking the Lord to help me to be healthier for several years now, and he's brought some tools to me. He's brought gumption to me to do things. And so if you're struggling with your weight, instead of thinking it's impossible for you to lose weight, instead of thinking that it's impossible for you to be healthy and to be strong and to be able to keep up with your kids and have more energy, instead of thinking that it, that's impossible, go to God and ask him for help. You know what God did for me? He gave me, uh, honestly, I watched Dory the fish on Finding Nemo where she said, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. And do you know, hearing her say, just keep swimming, God used that little phrase. I know it sounds silly, but God works in all kinds of ways in our lives. And so I would make sure that I went to the gym all the time. And even if I only could go for 15 minutes, I would just keep showing up, just keep getting on my little stair machine. Even if it was 15 minutes, I'd like going for 30 minutes, but if I could only go for 15, I would keep trying. And God really impressed on my heart to keep trying, to keep asking God for help. Okay. And then for my, for my health, you know, I, I'm going to just confess something. I'm not a big, I don't, I mean, I like salads, but they're not my go-to, right? My salads are not my go-to, but you know what God did for me and my husband? I, I'm a, I'm the type of person who I don't live to eat. I eat to live like everybody's different. Everybody's, I have other struggles. Okay. We all have different struggles, but I'm more about efficiency, getting it done. I mean, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I like to sit in my kitchen and have music playing and make a beautiful meal. I do that a lot of times, but sometimes I just want to get food on the table. Okay. Do you ever feel like that? You just want to get food on the table. And you know what God did for me, for me and my husband, I started thinking, you know, he's not a big veg vegetable guy either. And you know what God, and I'm not getting paid for any of these endorsements. Okay. But I love this stuff. I make green smoothies every day 
And I get this stuff from Lifetime Fitness and you can get something from uh, Vitamin Cottage or wherever you like to go, your local health food store. This is called Life Greens and it's delicious. And it looks like this on the inside. And I make smoothies. I put my freezer. I have a bunch of freezer that I keep in this in the freezer. And I just fill up a bunch of like I put a lot of spinach in there. I put uh, organic. Uh, I get them at Costco, frozen strawberries, frozen blueberries, put them in. And then I put two scoops of this stuff, one for each me and my husband. And then I blend it. I put it in the refrigerator with some uh, plastic wrap over on top of it. And I eat it. And we have that in the morning and we get some greens, we get some vegetables. And I just feel like that's really good. And these are greens. And then I, I just want to cook fast food. You guys, I really, I want healthy fast food. And God gave me this cookbook. This is the best cookbook I think I've ever had. It's put out by Bill Phillips. I like Bill Phillips. I like the body for life program. It's a really nice program to get healthy. And this is called eating for life and eating for life is super duper simple. I mean, it's for people that can have grains. I mean, you can have pasta, you can have meat, you can have potatoes, but it's just simple eating. It's clean eating, except he uses like artificial sweeteners. And I don't like to use artificial sweeteners. I'm like, you know what? I'll use a little sugar, but it's just easy recipes. And um, I mean, they even have like protein pumpkin cheesecake. You can put some protein powder on there and stuff, but I like this book. It's easy for me and my husband. So I like this. Okay. But that's because I asked the Lord, you know, for help to be more healthy, to take care of our bodies, right? We need to take care of our bodies. And then the other thing, if you heard the marriage podcast, I hope you guys listen to the marriage podcast. There's four of them. They're all on our podcast with me and my husband, Randy. Uh, we did four podcasts about marriage and my husband and I uh, had this thing when we were first married and he talks about it on the podcast where I was messy. I just, I didn't grow up in a home, like with a mom. My mom got sick, mentally ill whenever I was 11 years old or 10. And then I lost her. Like she was gone emotionally. And then she died when I was 20. I never had a mom teaching me homemaking skills. I mean, you guys might have, have felt this way too, but I didn't have a mom. And uh, I started praying and asking the Lord for help because I knew it bothered my husband, even though he wasn't like harping on me, he wasn't nagging at me to clean up. And do you know what he gave me? He gave me this author by the name of Emily Barnes. And uh, she's amazing. She's passed away now. She's with Jesus. But I, I read all of her books in the 90s. And this is a really good book. She taught me how to organize my home, organize, even organize my Christmas decorations, like how to clean in 15 minutes, like an area. And a lot of Help Club for Mom stuff is taken uh, from some of her ideas. But like we do this thing called the five o'clock pickup every day at Help Club. And it's just setting a timer for 15 minutes. And I did it when my kids were here. And I said, let's set a timer and everybody cleans up everything everywhere because I was having a group at my house. But this group, this is amazing. And it just talks about, you know, make a list of all your jobs. And it's a great book. I highly recommend it. Okay. More hours in my day. Great book. But God gave me that and it helped me to be more organized. He cares about every detail of your life. Ladies, don't give up. Okay. The, the worst thing you could do is give up. The worst thing you could do is look at your own circumstances and think, well, I can't do this. God can do it, guys. So don't give up. As long as you don't give up, you're going to finish your race, okay? As long as you keep going, you keep spending time with the Lord, you keep asking him for help, your life is going to be really good, okay? It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be really good. Then the next thing I want to talk about is my marriage. So when my grandkids were here, uh, we, my husband and I were like re reverting back to like when my kids were little and how we were fussing at each other and... It was so eye-opening, you guys. I was like, whoa. 
And it was good because it helped me to remember how you guys probably feel uh, with your husband sometimes, right? You fight more because you're exhausted and the kids are, you know, they're getting into trouble or my, my granddaughter was getting into all my lotions and my creams and putting them on the windows and I had kids toothpaste on the floor and it's, it's like ceramics, like whatever's in that kid's toothpaste, they should not be using it. Okay. It was like ceramics. It was on my floor. It was on my, the top of the toilet seat. And I was just like overwhelmed. Right. And uh, anyway, but do you know what God said to me? He said to me this second Timothy two, uh, if you have your Bible, turn it to second Timothy two, uh, starting in verse 23, it's 23 and 24. And it says, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know that they produce quarrels. Instead, the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Oh, and the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. And I was really feeling like, oh, thank you, Katie. I love it. Oh, I'm going to talk to you about that in just a second. I love that picture. Um, so my God told me, Stop striving with Randy. Stop arguing with him. Stop nagging at him. And guys, we have got to stop striving because striving, uh, it does not produce a peaceful home. You do not want your kids growing up in a house filled with strife. Just drop it. And guys, I know it's hard for us women to, because we're controlling, right? Our The Bible even says that our desire will be to rule, to, to, to lord it over our husband, right? To rule over our husband, right? But, but we're not supposed to do that. And giving up control is the very best thing that you can do. And you're not just giving up control to the air. You're giving up control to God and saying, God, I don't know what to do about my marriage. I don't want to fight with my husband anymore. Jesus, help me. And just let it Go. Stop nagging at your husband. Stop striving. Stop the strife in your home. The Bible, you know, there's a blessing for you in Psalm 133. And it talks about the fact, and I I would I was actually speaking this over my home when me and my husband were fussing and when the kids were getting into trouble. And it's Psalm 133, verse 1. And it says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. All it is is how good when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. And I was speaking it out. Thank you, God, that your word says how good it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity. Let the unity of the Lord be over our house. Let the anointing of God be over our house. Let the power of the Lord be over our house. Guys, your words have power. Speak it out. Speak out scripture, speak out the promises of God. Do you know what the Bible says here? Listen to this. It's talking about how good it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity and it is comparing itself. You know, unity releases anointing in your home. Okay, listen to this. So how good it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment poured on the beard that ran down on the beard, even the beard of Aaron, the first high priest that came down upon the collar and skirts of his garments, consecrating his whole body. It is like the dew of lofty Mount Hermon and the dew that comes on the hills of Zion. This is what unity is, guys. It brings anointing. And then it says, for there the Lord has commanded the blessing even life forevermore upon the high and the lowly. God will command a blessing on your house when you stop fighting with each other and you ask God for help to get along with your kids. Do not strive, have strife with your children. Okay. Do not strife. Do not do it. Stay away from it. 
Okay, so your strife, a lot of times, guys, strife comes from our thoughts. And so let me give you another example. So my sweet little three-year-old granddaughter, she was at my house uh, Tuesday night, last Tuesday night, and I had a leadership meeting for the local Colorado Springs Help Club for Moms leadership team that are leading church groups in Colorado Springs. I have them over from time to time. And I brought my granddaughter up while we were worshiping and she had a great time. But I told my husband, I said, she should probably stay downstairs when I'm speaking, you know, because she just talks the whole time. And um, it, which is fine. But anyway, so she started coming up the stairs to the meeting and she got intercepted right? And she was not happy. And I didn't realize how bad of a fit she was going to throw. <laughs> My husband was like, I've never seen anything like it because she wanted to come upstairs. And uh, I should have just let her come upstairs. It's like, it wasn't that big of a deal, right? There's certain things that you need to fight with your kids about. And there's certain things you don't need to fight with them about. Should have just let her come upstairs, but I didn't. It was already too far gone by the time I thought, oh, I should just let her come upstairs. She was losing it. And she was exhausted. And another thing is, guys, we need to be disciplined moms who put our kids to bed on time. And let me tell you, I started set. So I'll finish that story in just a second. But you know what God showed me from that incident that she was really, really upset. And uh, honestly, she should have just come upstairs. And if she had been talking, I would have just said, hey, be quiet. And then she would have done it. I should have just done it. And because four times that night, she got up in the middle of the night and she was crying unconsolably right? I got up with her four times, finally had to get her sweet mama and her mama came up. She was so good. She told her the story about, um, about when the dog got sprayed by a skunk and, and everything. And she laid down with her. She was so sweet. She went back to sleep for the rest of the night. But I remembered this book and I want you guys to write this book down. It's called Hints on Child Training. And there's a whole chapter in that book that talks about good night words. And guys, I had been praying about my granddaughter because she had, she's, I told you guys earlier, she was in that, that in between napping, no napping, getting up too early in the morning, being exhausted and grouchy. I know that some of you guys that have toddlers, you know what I'm talking about. And I had started asking for wisdom. And then that happened that night and she was up all night. And I was like, oh, wait, I've been here before with my own daughter. My daughter went through a season when she was my granddaughter's age and she kept getting out of bed at night. And thank God I, I did spank her a few times when my own daughter, but then I started thinking, no, and God intercepted me and he said, nope. He said, you need to just put her back to bed and just be really kind and just put her back to bed. Reassure her because I read this chapter in this book called Hints on Child Training. Hints on Child Training was written in 1890 by Elizabeth Elliott's grandfather, and uh, someone came to him and said, all of your kids are amazing. Could you please write a book for us? And he wrote this book and it's amazing. You guys, hints on child training. I highly recommend it. There's a chapter in that book that I read when my own daughter was getting up and not wanting to stay in bed called good night words. And it was happening again with my granddaughter. But what that chapter said was this, if a child is not peaceful when they go to sleep, then their sleep will be disrupted. They will wake up more grouchier in the morning. They need to be put to bed with peace. So what this means is if your child is, is prone to tantrums, like my granddaughter is at late at night, this was like 9.15 when this happened, way too late for her to be up. But because of just not thinking about it, right, or not being disciplined, we didn't get her to bed early enough. And that was what happened with my own daughter too. And God spoke to me and said, okay, what is the best way for peace in your home with your daughter? Uh, so that she will go to bed peacefully. And it was starting earlier at night. And so what we did with my granddaughter the night, be the next night is we, we took her upstairs at seven 30 
And we started reading to her. We play four games of hide and seek. And then she could listen to this Velveteen Rabbit. She loves Velveteen Rabbit on this little tape player one time. And then she was, she was out, she was asleep. And that worked. It worked so well. And you know what else? We had to put a baby gate up uh, in the room because she was getting out of bed, calling out of her crib, right? Getting out of bed. And uh, I told her every night before I put her to bed, Gigi will come get you. Just come to the door and say, Gigi, come get me. And that helped her be peaceful too. But I'm telling you guys, there's so much wisdom in putting your children to bed peacefully and laying in bed, and especially if you have uh, school-age children and they've been getting into a lot of trouble, lay in bed with them if they've had a hard day and say, you know, I'm so sorry you got into trouble today. Are you having a hard day? Did something hurt your feelings? Letting them get it all out at bedtime, praying over your children at bedtime, anointing your grandchildren or your children with oil. I anoint my grandchildren with oil all the time. As soon as I get them in the car seat, I put a little oil on their forehead. They love it. And I pray over them. And at night I pray over them in the morning. I pray over them. I used to pray over my kids every morning that they would get along, pray over your children in the morning. Your kids need prayer covering, pray over your children. Guys, nothing is impossible for God, but he's going to give you wisdom, but you have to listen. You have to spend time with him. You have to read the Bible. You have to obey what the word says. Like for me, when the word said to me, stop striving with my husband, I stopped and I repented and I asked God for help. When God showed me that we were putting our grand, my granddaughter to bed, you know, upset with an upset heart, we changed and we we repented and moved in a different direction. I set a timer on my phone for 7.30 to put her to bed early. Does that make sense? So these are just different ways that God has given us wisdom and just to stand in faith, to remember that nothing is too hard for the Lord. And the only way that you will get into trouble, let me just tell you this last thing, is if you stop believing that God can help you. If you give up, if you start giving up, if you give over to the temptation to be hopeless and think that God can't help you, that things are too far gone. Guys, that's the only time you're going to get into trouble. Okay. I mean, God will still help you. He's so good, but you will have victory in your life. If you stand on your faith and you declare scripture over your home, if you're reading the Bible, if you're telling God, God, nothing is too impossible. Nothing is impossible for you. If your teenager is getting into trouble, God, what is going on in my children's heart? What is going on? Show me. Help me to be the mom you created me to be. Help me. I'm telling you guys, he's going to help you, but don't give up. Okay. Don't allow your thoughts to go south and be like, well, God's not going to help me. My finances. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about finances. When my husband and I had kids in our home, we were in debt on a credit card and, and another little signature loan. And God spoke to us and he was like, you have to stop this. You have to get out of debt. So we prayed for wisdom and God gave us that Larry Burkett. It's like Dave Ramsey. And we started doing the cash envelope system. We paid off our credit card. We paid off our debt. We asked him for help. He will help you. And he helped us to have self-control. He also, like we, we, we did our little finance thing to where we not only paid off our bills, but we also rewarded ourselves. You can't just keep paying off, paying. I mean, you can, but for us, we needed little rewards that we could have. So we put a little bit of money in a rewards pile. If we, if we were paying off our bills, we would do something fun. But just having that awareness with your finances that you need to be, you know, the Bible says, know the condition of your flocks. You need to know where your money is going. Ask God for help. You can get out of debt. Nothing is impossible for God. Okay. So I'm going to go down through the list now and I'm going to start praying for everyone. And if you're listening on the podcast, email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com 
admin at helpcleffermoms.com and we will pray for you. Okay. But I'm going to start praying for you guys, the people that have already left prayer requests. Okay. So Allie says prayer requested for my grandmother and our family who's on, oh, it's on hospice of us today. She can go home with the Lord. So thankful. Your 97 year old grandma is a Christian. What a gift. Okay. So Jesus, I pray for Allie's grandma. I pray Lord that she would feel your peace. Thank you, God, that the death of a Christian person is, is, um, it's beautiful in that you're with us. You're with everybody as they die, but there is something completely different when you die in the Lord. When you die and you know you're going to heaven, there is something completely different about that. And I pray for anyone here who doesn't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, that they would invite you into their heart, that they would turn away from their sin, that they would ask you for help and turn over their life, get into a church and God, that they would they would know that when they pass on, that they will go to heaven to be with you. And so, Lord, we pray for Allie and her family for strength for them and just peace and joy, knowing that all Allie's grandmother is going to do is take her next step into heaven. That's what we do. We walk with you on this earth through good times and bad times. And then we just take another step. We step into heaven. Uh, and that's how we go into eternity in Jesus name. OK, prayer requests. Don't forget to give me your prayer requests. Let's see if anybody else has any prayer requests. Okay. I'm so glad you guys are all here. Uh, and it's not too late to share the video with your friends and, uh, who knows, maybe they might need encouragement. Okay. Prayer request, Jennifer. Okay. For my friend, Joan. Oh, okay. Lord, I pray for Jennifer's friend, Joan, who lost her brother this weekend and anyone else here who has lost a loved one. God, we pray that you will comfort them. God, you are the God of all comfort and share, tell Jennifer how she can be a good friend uh, to her friend as well. And Lord, just comfort that family. And Lord, we do pray for anyone listening on the podcast or anyone watching this video or the recording, God, that we were to remember that nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. Keep us standing in hope. Lord, give us wisdom. Give us help. Help us to read the word, not just be a, a, a hearer of the word, but to be a doer. Help us to obey you when you tell us what to do. Help us to see miracles in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. I love you. Don't uh, This Friday, we have a special video premiering on the Help Club. Uh, it's going to be really special, so stay tuned for that. And I love you. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for watching. Bye.